interrupt this program to bring you... Alright everybody, my name's Kevin. My name is Adam. And I'm Julie. And we are The Real Movie Guys, and welcome back to another episode of The Real Review, the series where we review and discuss all your favorite movies and TV shows. On today's episode, we're going to be taking a look at Chainsaw Man. Following a betrayal, a young man left for dead is reborn as a powerful devil-human hybrid after merging with his pet devil and is soon enlisted into an organization dedicated to hunting devils. That's a hell of a mouthful for this show, and... um. By looking at Chainsaw Man, I think you're going to have an automatic idea of what it's about. But I want to stress to everybody that that's not what you're getting out of this show. Chainsaw Man, for me, and this is someone... I did read the manga, so I already had like a, no, you know, a notion going into this, what I was going to be expecting from this anime. It blows me away on so many different levels. How good... Chainsaw Man is with how ridiculous of a concept it actually is when you look at it. The idea that there's a character that has a chainsaw that comes out of his head and his hands and he cuts up demons. Uh, you think this should be just a straight up like shonen horror kind of action story? It's really not at all. If anything, it's just a really interesting character driven story uh, about like Japanese youth and coming to terms with your existence as a human being. There's so much existential crisis about touching a boob in this show that really just blows my mind that it was even possible. Uh, Chainsaw Man for me, it's, I, I, I'm in love. I, I haven't said this in a long time about an anime, but it is definitely currently my favorite anime that's been produced. Adam, what's going on? What do you know about Chainsaw Man? What did you think of Chainsaw Man? Once again, what a crazy emotional roller coaster we have watched. And I did not expect it to be that way right. at all. Uh, I thought it was great, though. I really enjoyed it. I think it's fantastic, too. Julie, I know you're not the biggest anime fan over there, but what did you think of this? Because this is one of, you know, something you were, you know, because of me, you kind of had to watch it. So I'm curious to see what you think. Uh, yeah, I mean, something I didn't think I was going to like at all, um, but found myself really enjoying I like how fast paced the episodes are. I'm usually always surprised when it's coming to an end already. Um, the characters are intriguing, funny, um, have depth. Um, so I'm really curious to see now that this first season is done um, where we go from here. Yeah. And I, like I said, the, the main thing I want people to take away from this is there's going to be a lot of gore. There's going to be a lot of blood. If that's what you're looking for, you will not be let down. But I think you're going to be all really pleasantly surprised with just how exceptional this story is a telling the story of Denji, this character. It's a modern day coming of age story, which again, I don't think a lot of people are going to be ready for or expect to see coming. Uh, essentially, we get to see Denji. And I, it's interesting, too, because the show deals with a lot of the the kind of storytelling where we see Japanese youth is kind of in this rut. Now it has a lot of parallels to the current climate, I think, in Japan, where men are kind of like you know, you're trying to find your way in life. And I think a lot of young men can relate to that, but especially I think the Japanese youth where you're, you inherit like the debts of your, your parents and you're trying to carry on with your life and you're kind of aimless and you don't know what to do. And I think chainsaw man is radically different in its storytelling with that. Like, yeah, there's going to be blood. He turns into a giant chainsaw, kills monsters and all that. But like I said earlier, the man has an existential crisis over touching a boob and you know, he also thinks like there's a scene in this show that happens later on where he just says to himself, 
am I a piece of shit? And it's like the, one of the most like heart wrenching things when he doesn't know how to feel when someone dies or someone is injured, he doesn't know what emotions to have. And again, it's these existential crises and these kind of storytelling that I think separates Chainsaw Man from the pack. Uh, what do you think about all that? Because I mean, again, we see the character of Denji really grow throughout this show in a way I didn't know I kind of wanted. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. And it's in such little episodes, he, he, it seems like he grows so much and he's maturing it's like he's really finding himself yeah and like i said it, it comes in with the action and the horror for sure like there's some really great scenes of just chainsaw man fighting demons and you know doing all that but i think it's those like little moments that denji has with some of the other characters those are the moments that i think really stick with me a lot more than i think even the action did um how about you, Julie? Did, did a lot more of that stick with you? I, I know some of the character interactions that Denji has are you, you found even interesting, too. Uh, I know um, Aki was someone that you actually liked, uh, where we got to see, you know, he lost his family. Yeah. And we got to see kind of his story of him going after the gun devil. And again, a character that typically would be kind of like one note in a shonen anime. We're actually seeing a little bit more of his character, I think. I, I like how they kind of slowly unravel him throughout this, you know, this first season. It might be, I guess, a controversial opinion, but Aki is actually my favorite character out of the whole show. Um, I think he has, um, I guess, the most depth, in my opinion. Um, I want to know more about him. I want to, and they keep, you know, there's just these little things we're finding out more and more about him. You know, he has that sword that every time he uses it, he cuts his life in half and his tragic backstory. So, you know, you want, you know, he's not going to have a happy ending. Um, but you want to still see him, you know, overcome the challenges while also, you know, trying to work with devil. You could tell he doesn't really like working with devils, but he's warming up to Denji and, you know, the fiends and other people around him. Yeah. By the end of the series, we definitely see a complete change from the Aki that we mm -hmm. saw at the beginning of the series and his relationship with Denji, especially uh, even characters like Power, who, you know, at first, even in the manga, I'm not going to lie, she comes off a little bit annoying at times. And it's just like, I need you to stop because you're, you're way too much over the top. But there's still something there with her character, too, because you start to see her form bonds, even though she really shouldn't be able to form bonds with other people. I like how you kind of see the progression of her character, even if she's just the dumb sidekick to Denji throughout the, the show half the time. Uh, I really like her character, too. And the mystery of Makima, I know, is one of the, the greatest things in this show as ever. Uh, Adam's doing the weird hand thing that totally creeps me out every time. Uh, she, you, you, I want to know what's going on with her, right, Adam? Now, what are, you, what are your thoughts with her character? Because I, I feel like she's another one, which is, again, another like coming-of-age tale is like, a, I want to talk about toxic relationships, uh, Denji and her relationship is kind of like the, the ideal toxic relationship that I think a lot of young men might find themselves put into. Uh, she's scary. <laughs> <laughs> she's very intimidating. Um, I would not want to get on her bad side <laughs> in the slightest. Uh, I really do like her character, though. I think she's fun. I think she's she's definitely got a presence that needs to be in the show. Uh, it's like every character has their own specific place in the show and they're there for a reason. And, it, it, you know, Makima is no different. Yeah. And like I said, I think that relationship with Denji is rather interesting, too, because she literally refers to him as her pet, as her dog quite a few times. And again, I think a lot of like comparisons can be made where young men find themselves in a really a toxic relationship and they're not sure what they want at this stage. You know, he's like he has a chance to hook up with um uh, I think it's Himino is the one the one um, 
super the supervisor or whatever he has a chance to like hook up with her and he doesn't want to he doesn't end up hooking up with her because it doesn't feel right he's trying to save himself for his crush and stuff like that again like these corny like japanese tropes but they're somehow still kind of relatable in the world of chainsaw man and even in like the opening sequence which the show has a by God, one of the best opening theme songs I've heard in a show. Uh, there's this, when they show like his chainsaw face, like transforming, you see like he looks at Makima and the chainsaw like grows out of his face. Gee, I wonder what that's in reference to. And he starts having like a bloody nose. It's those things like that, those little like choices that they make in the show that really make it stand out. And I think what we really need to talk about, and that's going to be the biggest thing is a lot of people, the 3D animation. Uh, 3D animation in anime has had a terrible terrible reputation for the longest time uh one of the biggest i think being the berserk series uh where they tried retelling that and it, it didn't turn out so good let's put it that way it was it was kind of a horror show i would say chainsaw man has some of the best animation i've seen especially as far as this 3d maneuvering especially with the way they use the camera and the dynamic action uh there's a lot of scenes that make when denji when he transforms into chainsaw man i i noticed this early on too he has a lot of weight to his character like he looks like he's heavy like the way and you can only do this i think with that 3d camera because you're able to shift it around and move it within the frame so when he like moves his arms you see like his whole frame kind of like slinks up and he moves back like everything's very well calculated and especially for anime where it's notoriously known for like cost cutting measures and trying to save money when they can I don't get that feeling with Chainsaw Man, Adam. I don't know if you did, but I think they really put a lot of effort, especially into mastering this kind of 3D camera technique they use in the show. Yeah, I, I think it just adds another level of impact to not only, uh, you know, the scenes themselves, but physically in the scenes. It's like it, it adds, you know, that depth that I, another perspective that I you know, I, I was not expecting there to be. Yeah, there's a lot of movement in the scene when there shouldn't be. Like, like even if it's like mm -hmm. someone just like moving their hands slightly, moving their fingers, or like moving a body, you get so much more of that with 3D animation. And I'm I'm glad to see that we're starting to see Japanese animation studios start to embrace the idea of 3D animation and kind of turn it into a useful tool. Uh, it doesn't seem like they're overtly relying on it because there's still a lot of those typical anime cliches. There's still a lot of still shots. There's still, you know, when they can cost cut. They do, because that's what the anime is. That's kind of what it was invented for, let's be honest here. But they're able to take that those scenes and make them that much more impactful and artful. Uh, what did you think about it, Julie? Because, you know, as someone who hasn't really seen too much of 3D animation in anime, it must be new for you, too. Yeah, I think um, and all of the characters just kind of seem to, uh, like, stand out, like, physically, I guess, from the background. They seem to pop a little bit. And every motion, like you were saying, was just very, there's a, a fluidity to it. Everything was smooth. It was quick. Um, the action scenes, especially, to see you know these characters darting across the street screen and doing things that they shouldn't be doing. It's, it was just interesting to see. It oozes style, I think, and it really embraces yes. what it means to be like a manga turned into an anime. Because uh, mm -hmm. a lot of the scenes kind of they have composite shots. Like uh, there's the scene with um, the one girl. She summons the snake demon, and it, like would chomp it like i think it bites the ghost devil's head off it's, it's not really a spoiler just kind of something that happens but the way they frame it it's like a manga panel almost where you see the shot and then you see like this giant like almost splash page of something happening and i think that's really cool and again on the page it's kind of like a 2d but you're able to achieve so much more with that 3d animation that it leaves it just that much more impactful 
And the last thing I think a lot of people, this is like the last positive I really have for this. Uh, this show really wears its like cinematic references, like a badge of honor. Uh, the opening alone has so many references to movies. It's a crazy from Pulp Fiction, Attack of the Killer Tomatoes. Uh, you can tell the original manga creator, he's talked about it many times, I know, where he's been obsessed with American movies. And I think a lot of American film has a lot of impact on this, more so than we've seen uh, with some other more recent anime. Anime seems to be in a trend where it's like magical schoolboy lost in a video game. And, you know, the, the Japanese culture that's going on there. While Chainsaw Man kind of seems more, I don't want to say, but I guess it is kind of more geared towards a Western audience as far as its setup and its stylization. Uh, more of like that Pulp Fiction kind of like Men in Black almost organization kind of feel, uh, which I think maybe in some way makes it a little more relatable in some ways for a Western audience to find it more enjoyable. Uh, would you agree with that? And would you think there's some more like, western influence more so than some other anime that are out there yeah absolutely i think most of the movies that are referenced in that opening are are western uh you know hey, oh, uh, yeah movies. the big lebowski for hell's sake is freaking referenced in that and i think that's fantastic yeah it's it's absolutely um i i agree that it it's it's pretty funny. It is really funny. And to the point where I know even the there's a final scene with uh, Katana Man and Chainsaw Man are fighting on top of a train. Uh, they actually, and they said this in a couple interviews, I believe, where they said they took the scene of Spider-Man 2 and they actually referenced it for the fight scene on top of the train. And if you looked at them side by side, they actually used some of the keyframes of animation and actually made it almost one for one of them jumping through the train and fighting each other and stuff like that. Like, that's really cool. You know, it's nice to see us have an influence. I feel like we always talk about in anything, whether it's movies or TV shows. I'm like, oh, remember this anime did that or anime influenced that. We don't really get to say it the other way a lot of the time. And it's kind of a nice change. What did you think of that, Julia? I know you noticed a couple of those references, too. Yeah, I really appreciated the Spider-Man 2 reference. I may, might not have been able to pick it out if you didn't tell me ahead of time. But then once I knew I was looking for it, I'm like, oh, that's really cool. Um, I love the Big Lebowski in the opening credit. That's my my favorite yeah i know with the bowling ball just going like that oh it's so great uh it's such a fun show it, it really is uh not to say that it's perfect because you know nothing's really perfect and you know there are some things as much as i want to praise this there's a couple things i think that we can see that are a few weaknesses uh the first thing is like adam kind of said a little bit earlier things happen really quick and uh it's really quick in this show it can go from one point to another almost uh feeling oddly placed because uh, there's a times where I feel like the pacing is very methodical with the character development, but then the beats with the story seem to go faster than the characters at times, if that makes any sense. Like, I feel like the plots maybe at H and we're still on C with the characters. Like we didn't get caught up to that point. We're not meeting there yet. And the manga had that issue too. So it's, it's not really, it's just kind of an issue that they never addressed, I guess like that. Um, what did you think of that, Adam? Did you ever feel like maybe something was moving slow and something was moving a little too fast at times with the story? Yeah, there were a couple episodes there where I was like, oh, not really much happened in this episode. And then literally the next episode, it's like shit hits the fan. Right. And I think it's only 12 episodes of the show. It was right. only 12 episodes. So you had a lot to. I mean, if you look at the manga, I don't even know if they covered half. Maybe they kind of just did hit half. Uh, but again, the manga had the same issue. So 
you know, they're, they're, they're adapting it, right? That, that's what most people usually want. They're not making any kind of changes to it. Yeah, I guess it's a direct translation. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know how much I can argue it. And I think that's only gonna, something that we'll see happen later on. I'm not going to spoil anything, obviously, but we will see if they continue that trend. It's something that will continue with this show. Uh, at least they're not pulling an attack on Titan and stressing it out like, you know, five seasons for the sake of just, you know, having to do that. Um, last thing I'll just bring up. Uh, it doesn't feel like much really happens. And I think that also ties into the whole pacing. Uh, you know, we, and the worst part is, is it's only season one, this show, and it's really hard to judge it as a whole until we have the rest of the season. Cause season one's really only the first half or so of the story. Uh, we really get introduced to like three or four characters that, at the very like last episode, uh, that are going to be big players later on their new Demite, uh, uh, demons and uh, devils and stuff that work with the organization. Uh, we get introduced to, I think it's angel and a couple other ones too. Uh, they're going to be bigger players later on, but I feel like you introduced them last minute like that. You know, I didn't have a chance to get to know those characters yet. So again, that's something that's going to carry on in the next season, uh, but it makes it hard to find out where I gauge with season one. Cause I have to go with what was presented to me as far as a story. Uh, did they tell that much? Yes and no. You know, I think the characters did a really good job as far as me getting to care for them and want to see more of their adventure. But as far as the story progression, I'd say we're only, you know, not much really did happen. Denji, you know, got out of his situation, joined an organization, fought like two demons. And that's kind of where we're at right now. And not really much has happened since then. But uh, overall, I think Chainsaw Man has a lot going for it. So I think we're ready to give our final scores. I'm going to give Chainsaw Man season one. A nine out of ten. Kimi, Kawata Nioinga Serenet. Hitodemo Akuma de Monai Nioi. Kore, Kimi Gayatano. Da, da, cause. I wish I could give this a 10 out of 10. Unfortunately, I do feel like the pacing is just a little bit of an issue with this show. But if you're looking for something that's not the typical anime, but also the typical anime at the same time with a little bit of Western influence, some beautiful animation, ultra violence, a uh, great story. This is what you're looking for. Chainsaw Man is a surprise of the year. And I would have to recommend it as probably my favorite anime, you know, of the past year or so. Adam, where do you stand with this one? I am going to give season one of Chainsaw Man an 8.5 out of 10. やべ。先輩が金玉の悪魔に玉を襲われました。嘘です。こいつの嘘です。I think uh the pacing definitely does hit it a little too hard. Um I would say it's probably a very high 8.5 if I could. Right. Um cuz I did still it, I was very excited to see every single episode as they came out. I was on the edge of my seat being like 
I have no idea what's going to happen, and I really would like to see. So uh, I, I think it's definitely the pacing, though, that might throw off some people. But, uh, I mean, for the most part, it's a very enjoyable watch. Yeah, and I think I, I can I can see where you're coming from with that score for sure. And I think until we get the second half of this, it's not even really, it really is like the second season, I guess, is the way they're labeling it. Until we get that other half of the story, it is some kind of in some way hard to judge correctly how i feel about this season so again just going by what we're given you know that's really yeah, all we can do right now so i agree julie how about you where do you stand with this one i'm gonna give chainsaw man season one an eight out of ten It was an enjoyable show. Um, definitely noticed, you know, issues in pacing. Um, would like to see some more characters get fleshed out, but that's what season two is for. Um, so I'm curious to see where it takes us. Um, but overall, it was an enjoyable watch. Um, I'm not huge into like action, but it kept me engaged. So yeah, it's got a little bit of action, a little bit of horror, a little bit of coming of age. I think it's got a little bit of thing every you know everything for everybody. Uh, Chainsaw Man is definitely a surprise of the year. Uh, if you get a chance, I do highly recommend the manga. It's something I think you should definitely check out. Um, even if you don't, the anime is definitely worth a watch. Uh, it is currently streaming on Crunchyroll, uh, the, the dub and the uh, subtitle version, of course, for your viewing. But thank you guys all so much for joining us for this episode of The Real Review. My name's Kevin. That's Adam. That's Julie. We are your real movie guys. Real guys. Real movies. Real thoughts. We'll see you next time. If you guys like what you've seen here today, consider giving this video a like and leaving your thoughts in the comments below. If you want to stay up to date with everything Real Movie Guys related, make sure to hit that subscribe button and check us out on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And don't forget all you audio listeners at home, we are available on many podcasting platforms. Just search The Real Movie Guys, you should pop right up. Thank you again all so much for joining us on this episode of The Real Review. We are The Real Movie Guys. Real guys, real movies, real thoughts. Catch you next time.